0: Welcome to the Plus Expected Value podcast. Podcast, you say? That's right. Podcast. Took the time last week, actually got this thing set up. Had a few requests before about going uh, to an audio-only format, and here we are. So welcome to the inaugural Plus Expected Value podcast with Jared Phillips. I'm excited to take this journey with you. I'm just kidding. It's not like that. Exciting times. Brian, what's up, brother? I haven't seen you in a bit. You haven't seen me in a bit, so I guess it's probably more accurate. But I posted some pretty good stuff at the Discord today. uh, Early, before any of these moves happened. And that's now looking pretty good. Carolina, you're absolutely right. It is a good. day. More water. Okay. Yeah, we got a good day. I'm today, so I'm I'm essentially out the rest of the week. So I wanted to get something in today. Um, Monday is always going to be an on day for me moving forward for a multitude of reasons. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna count on Mondays and may only be a once a week thing, but a once a week thing that I can guarantee. So that's my plan moving forward. But Exciting things to talk about. We got some alts to talk about. We want to talk about uh, Bitcoin moves. We want to talk about Ethereum. We want to talk about ETH BTC, the S and P 500, a couple of the uh, excuse me, a couple of the blue chip uh, alts that have been doing really, really well. Um, and give you a game plan for what to expect here over the next uh, week and couple of weeks. And really, I guess we'll just start here. If you're watching. Bitcoin has been lagging. If you're watching, you can see my screen on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, Bitcoin has been lagging. And that's okay. That's not shocking, uh, given what's happening with the S&P 500. And so I posted a couple screenshots in Discord today um, that I think are going to be really, really easy to play. So if you're looking to make money, if you're looking to... Dip your toe back in the water. I forget the exact exchange that I had on Discord this morning with Platy. I'm sorry, on Telegram, but it was, how crucial are these moves? And I said, well, if you're like us and you took profits appropriately and you've been hanging out and waiting for conditions to improve, you know, this isn't that critical of an area. Because it'd be nice if it improved, but it doesn't really matter. Um, But if you got your ass kicked from November to now, these are pretty important moves. So we're going to talk about that. Kajka, how are you? Brian says, yeah, I've been taking a break from Discord and social media for a bit. I'll be active again. No, I get it, dude. So have I. I've been golfing. I've been hanging out with family. I've, been, You know, my birthday. Um, I mentioned you guys in the Discord and I, uh, in Telegram. I have three funerals to attend this week. So, um, you know, summer's the time for family. And unfortunately for me, this week is uh, about uh, family members who have passed away. So that's tough, but that's how it goes. And I used to be like bail on those types of things and I'm just not willing to do that anymore. You know, not worth it, not worth it. Some of my favorite aunts and uncles are passing away and uh, I wanna see my other aunts and uncles while I can. Anyway, let's get back to what's interesting and not what's sad. Let's start here with Bitcoin. And if you're looking on the screen, you see haven't even gotten there yet on BTC. And what I'm saying on haven't even gotten there yet is we haven't reached the 50 day moving average yet. I'm gonna quickly flash over to Ethereum. We're through it. We're through it to the tune of like, I mean, I guess it's pretty much 12% above the 50 day moving average. And Bitcoin is lagging behind. Why do you guys think that is? Well, let's take a look at the structure and then it will make a lot of sense. So if you're looking going, you know, I loaded up on Bitcoin because Bitcoin's the large market cap play, which is usually what makes sense and now you're looking at, or looking down the barrel of an Ethereum move that doesn't register to Bitcoin immediately, you go, well, why is that? And if you look, we're still kind of range bound here. The range high for my definition here is about right where we are, 23,000. So the range high about 23,000 right now. And the range low really would be like 19,000. So that to me, yeah, that's perfectly, perfectly defined goop welcome back thank you for the sub as always um so we have this range from like 19 to 23 and bitcoin hasn't gotten out of it we've just kind of gone from one side to the other but there was a peak that was put in late june at about 21.5 and then it was tested again the first or first 10 days of july and both times it got rejected back to the range low So here today is the first move we've seen where we've actually punched through this thing a little bit. Which is nice to see. And don't let me, don't let me run off this without talking about this failure here because it's a big deal. And if you go look at Ethereum, that same double top pattern, which was tested at the same time was 1250. We're at 1500 right now. We're literally 10% above that level. Well, why is that right here? Because the S&P in its same areas is still range bound the S&P is still range bound right now the S&P had the same peak the S&P's number is where we are right now too which is like that 39.25 so Bitcoin is going to hang out until the S&P decides what it's going to do so if you're watching and you're trying to play this thing the things that you should be watching right now are what's happening with the S&P and what's happening with Bitcoin because look I'll tell you this much The NQ doing the same thing, right at the highs. The Russell, right at the highs. They're all coiled up near resistance. And Scoob would point out to you, Scoob, Discord member, extraordinaire. Always post some great stuff. It looks like bulls are having some issues at the range high here. And yeah, of course. The first time you make an attempt on a breakout, you need to have something serious, something real powerful to make it happen or you typically get what you see here on screen, which is a wick that goes up and it kind of gets sold right back down. And even Ethereum, though it had broken out, um, you know, it's just kind of sitting here doing the same thing. You'll notice there's a line on my chart. I'll explain that there in a bit. But the reason why I am bullish in this moment, and I mentioned it the last, uh, last week in Telegram and Discord, this pattern here is probably the most powerful thing that we have. And a lot of times... Many of you have asked me or talked about, I'll change these to yellow on the screen so you can see, talk to me about reversal patterns and, you know, what's the entry? What do you do? It's never that clear to me, Jared. You know, how do we, how do we make this play? How do we make this move? Well, there wasn't like a perfect long signal. I talked about the ABC last week, which it actually gave to us and came back down. Never really stopped us out. The stop would have been there. But it's the double top failure. This double top failure from the 26th and, you know, July 7, 8, 9, 10. That's a pretty clear double top lower high on this trend down. Okay. Pretty clear double top lower high on this trend down. And what is interesting to me is that if we can get a sustained move, you should see this area filled in. I'm, I'm 100% comfortable in saying if this move is sustained, we're going to get pretty close to 28K. Well, what do you mean by move sustained? If we get a continuation, if we don't get washed out, I think we could see close, close to 28K pretty soon. And when you say, well, Jared, how soon? Like, well, next Wednesday is the Fed. So we essentially have seven trading days. <laughs> a week. Yeah. Brian says, I think 28, gets hit before any lows. I think you're right. I think you're right. And the thing is, uh, the nice thing about where we are with Bitcoin right now is we're sitting here at two, 22, So 22,200 right now, which is, you know, fine. Good enough. But you say, well, Jared, how could you go from 22,000 to 28, five? My number here is 28, That's based off the three day chart. How could you go from 22-2 two to 28.5 like that? Well, we dropped from, uh, I guess, the open on that day would have been 28-5. Uh, down to uh, 20,000 in uh, 36 hours on the way down. I'm Varen asks, new low, sub 18K. Um, I'm not 100% certain that's happening. I think there is a decent chance the bottom is in. And we're gonna get a mini trend into Q4. I'm not this this is not me being as confident as I was last year uh, when we called this bottom, but the the symmetry is just too good right now. It's just too good. Today is Monday, July 18th. Last year, it was Monday, July 19th, 20th, 21st. Things turn around. We're literally on the exact same week, the exact same day where things started to change last week. Now, are we 100% sure that that's going to happen? No, we're not. But you're seeing very clearly here on Bitcoin that if we get this double top failure, and particularly if you clear 23K, there's nothing standing in the way in a $7,000 move on, on Bitcoin. There's not. There's nothing standing in the way. Einstein, what's up? Bob to the says, oh, damn, yeah, oh, damn, oh, damn. The thing is, everybody's so close to this right now, and everybody's like, God, crypto's fucked. I lost so much money. I'm down so much from the highs that it's hard to commit to a bottom being in. And yeah, Brian, Brian's running ahead of me a little bit, but it's on my things to talk about, DXY. He said DXY, uh, decent chance DXY hit a local top recently too. Yeah, there is. And I'll show you what what has been speaking to me that the dollar high may be in. Not to mention this week, there's an ECB rate hike decision on Wednesday. And you go, yeah, European Central Bank, who gives a shit? Well, the DXY goes down if the euro goes up. And the euro and dollar are at parity right now. And let me tell you, that pisses people off. (laughs) So they're going to do whatever they can to strengthen their currency right now. And that's probably going to be... Um, to the detriment of the dollar. But we'll talk about that here in a second. So if we get the double top failure, if we get the sustained move, I think it is very possible you see something like this. And I apologize for those of you that are going to listen to this on the pod. You won't have the visual aid, but I'll describe it. You get this breakout of the level and it could be quick, like real quick. It could happen in a day or two. We rip to 28 and then come back down. And the key thing to to look for, if this does eventually materialize, would be this. Okay, I'm drawing a box on the screen right now I'm filling in that box Okay Filling in the box This area right now is red I have it as red and that area is from 22,000 To essentially where we are At this moment, 23, 22 to 23 If we Break out and flip This area From what has been resistance essentially For the summer and i made it incredibly green on the screen here so it's it's impossible to mistake if we get a breakout and we get a flip to where this area starts to be defended make like a yellow that is a trend reversal that is a trend change that is another clue to say hey it's time to risk on a little bit and let me let me be clear i'm not saying this is going to happen I'm giving you the playbook for if it does happen. I'm giving you the playbook for if it does happen, because a lot of you are probably looking at this going, fuck, I've been sitting on the sidelines. And like, yeah, a lot of us have, a lot of us have. Um, I have some positions right now, but not anything crazy. Like I would say when I'm thinking about it, less than than 15% of my total available portfolio is deployed right now. Less than 15%, which is not good. You want it to be more if you think the bottom's in. I'm telling you, I'm not tripping on that right now. I don't care. Because with as bad as things have been, everyone in crypto is so used to, oh shit, bitch, trend change. And we rip through all available resistance and we straight line up and pretty much you're looking at 40 grand again uh, overnight. That is not going to happen. Things are too bad everywhere. For that to happen. So we, we can have a nice rip up. We can play the rip up. If you see a sustained breakout. Through these levels in the next day or two. Take it. Take it with stops. Don't be stupid. Take it with stops. And when we get close to the Fed next week. Or you start to see some exhaustion. I'll be streaming. Um, and we can talk about it. Reduce your positions. And take the win. And then, what it will all come down to on Bitcoin is this area here that's highlighted. This 21.8 to 23 area. If we break through, have a nice little rally up and come back down and cannot hold it, and cannot hold it, we're going to zero. Market zero. Jack, what's up? I don't know which Jack that is, but good to see you. I know a lot of Jacks. Green Lantern, what's up, brother? Um, so that's what I would be looking for. And it also to me would be the easy second mouse play. Okay. We say this all the time. If you are looking to enter a position, what you hear about on crypto Twitter, what you hear about, um, what you hear people talk about and glorify are the people that caught the wicks. On June 18th, the wick down to 17.6. We're like, oh, I bought 17 six, bitch. And everyone thinks that they need 17-6s along. No, you do not, okay? No, you do not. It's why I talk about not using leverage. It's why I talk about being smart and being the second mouse. So first mouse here, okay, on this move up, these people watch their positions come back to them a couple times, actually. Another first mouse play would be playing this breakout. And that's okay, I'm willing to play this breakout because of some other macroeconomic factors, but I'm also know where my stops are and I'll honor those stops. So it's kind of like a one and a half mouse play, okay? The true second mouse play is look for the higher low on a trend change. And why is it called second mouse? Well, I'm sure most of you know, but if you don't, it's called the second mouse play because if you look at a mouse trap, like I'm using my hands here, here's a mouse trap, here's a piece of cheese, here's the clamp that snaps on it, right? first mouse comes by eats cheese and the trap triggers and kills it never got to eat the cheese because as soon as it pressed on that pressure point the trap killed it and then the second mouse walks by and is like that's that's fucked up that guy just got crushed but uh i'm gonna eat this cheese and then you walk by with no issues pick up the cheese be on your way okay that's what i mean by be the second mouse guys that is exactly how you trade crypto markets Everyone glorifies being the first mouse. Everyone does. But in reality, the second mouse is the way you make sustained money. It's how I make money. It's how most people who are good take that confirmation to deploy the rest of their portfolio. Uh, Bob says, yeah, I got 80% still in stables. No big deal. Literally no big deal. That's fine. Wait for the second mouse move and get in. So this is your game plan on Bitcoin. See what happens. You'll see the same thing on the s and and p if you get a breakout, you're going to see a breakout from essentially where we are now, 3920, probably up to like 4100. If it happens, you would see a breakout up to 4100. And then it will come back down and try to make a higher low. So it'll be the same thing. So if you are somebody who typically is a little bit slower to pull the trigger and you're going, how am I going to play this? Not financial advice, by the way. (laughs) Wait for it to rip up. Come down and see if you can flip these very clear resistance spots to support. That is the easy, higher low, second mouse. Bob says, second mouse. I love that. I'm going to use it. You should. You should think about it that way. You should write it on a post-it note and stick it to your monitor and every time you're thinking about taking a new position you look at that and go am I the first mouse or the second mouse right now and if you're the first mouse close your fucking computer Brian says I loaded up some spot Adam at 8 that's great Adam's doing well Adam's, I think Adam wicked close to 10 today yeah they did At 985 we'll call it close enough amongst friends but anyway, that's the flip area you're going to be looking for. The flip area is the green box. If it comes back down, flips it, wonderful. And then I gave the scenario, which I still have drawn on my screen for Ethereum. Ethereum already broke out. They already did this, which makes me think it's happening. It makes me think it's happening. Plus, Ethereum is outperforming in the NASDAQ. Ethereum's outperforming the NQ right now. And the NQ is doing well. Like There's some risk coming back into the market as we speak. And Ethereum's outperforming performing it as you would expect. I mean, we're up 13% today or 12%. We wicked up to like, yeah, another couple of percent. So I think at one point we were like 13, 14, 15%. So it's not Like, I'm saying, hey, yeah, play Bitcoin because it's just a straight shot in the dark. We're not really sure if it's going to work or not. No, I mean, you know, this isn't doing anything, but Ethereum is. And, like, you can't move something like Ethereum on some bullshit. Like, you can't. So someone has taken a position early, and they already broke out through this level. Could it be garbage? Sure. Anything could be garbage in this market. you got to be smart. But... The two scenarios that I laid out this morning in Telegram and in Discord was essentially if this gets faded and rejected, if we rejected the 50-day, you can almost guarantee new lows. Like, I'll see at 800, 700, 750. 750 is where I really wanted to load up, okay? (laughs) 750 is where I really, really, really wanted to load up. Didn't happen, all right? Whatever, so it goes. But this breakout area, which is clean as shit, dude, 1236, we talked about it last time I streamed. Literally two weeks ago, guys. I haven't streamed two weeks. It was, it was July 5th. It was the day after my birthday. Okay. July 5th, I said, uh, yeah, if we see a nice breakout from these levels, then I'd be interested in, in getting along because it's going to rock it. Okay. That was 13 days ago. 14 days ago. And, oh, by the way, if you played that, even though you would have played it and then gotten faded, played it again and never stopped being true, I mean, that's a 20% move. 20% fucking move. So, The question is this on Ethereum. I gave you the plan on Bitcoin. I think that's all pretty straightforward. If you don't get it, ask. I mean, ask me a question. Come in the Discord, come in the Telegram, ask me. If you don't understand what I just explained about how to look at the health of the markets in Bitcoin, you have to come ask me. You know I'm available. Even when I'm out doing shit like I am now, I will answer questions. The question now for Ethereum is, can we flip this 50-day moving average? Can we flip 1236? So you have to look at it like this, okay? If we can flip, by the way, this is my drawn on. It looks like, oh, how do you have the 50 day drawn already? Well, I don't, I just, I, I wrote it in there. Um, best case scenario is this. So I wrote best case scenario next to my, you know, fake 50 segment moving average, simple moving average. Best case scenario is we get this, and if there is any sort of pullback, we hold the 50-day as support. That would show the most strength. That would be... um, To use a word that I overused a lot when things were fun, it would be extremely productive. It would be the most productive move we could have right now because it would leave kind of a gap, all right? You see this area? There's 1236. 1236. The 50 right now is essentially right here at 1336. It would leave a $100 gap. It would leave a $100 gap between the failed double top pivot, the failed double top pattern breakout, which was our trigger, and where it found a higher low. And, And why that is the most productive thing is because people will be looking for this area to rebuy and they'll never get the chance. So they'll have to buy higher, which is like that more fuel um, to push it higher. So we'll call this the best case scenario. And then we'll call this right here, just flipping this area, the second best case scenario. So what I did, again, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm trying to describe what I do now. So hopefully if you want to listen to this in audio format, you're not like, what the hell is he looking at? What I did was I wrote best case scenario, flipping the 50 day moving average from support from resistance to support, which it was. It was resistance for a couple of days. So that'd be the best. It would, it would be the best situation we could have. It would be tremendous. And then the second best case scenario would be this line here, which is very clear. It is very clear. As long as we can flip this one, two, three, thrice proven area of resistance to support, that's still very good. It's just not as good. Okay? Just not as good. So, that's what I'm looking at. That's how you should play Bitcoin and Ethereum over the next week. 10 days. Actually, 9 days. 9 days from now, the Fed has their next meeting. I guarantee you, There's going to be a fuckload of volatility between now and then. But I think there is a decent chance. I think there is a decent chance between now and next Wednesday when all that happens, we're having a conversation about that with both of them sitting at resistance, which that would be Ethereum 1800 and Bitcoin 28K. We have a decent runway right now where we have seven trading days left. Well, I mean, six and a half, I guess, before that press conference. And there's nobody home, guys. Look at this. We did this in two days. I don't need to pull up the VPVR because I did it last time, but there's literally no one home in these areas. There's no one defending reselling that area. The only risk is that somebody would effectively jump onto that quick and try to get the early short in. And I'm not sure that's worth it because all it takes is Jerry P on the 28th going, 27th rather, going, uh, you know what? Uh, We have a strong enough indication that our rate hikes are working, even though CPI was up more than we thought. So we think we're going to be able to have a reprieve into q Q3 and Q4 and not have to raise rates as aggressively. If he says something like we think we might be able to not fuck you guys as hard as we originally said we were going to, that's enough for a ridiculous move. It's almost like uh what's that old saying? Like the absence of truth doesn't make a lie or something like that. You know what I mean? So essentially like, it's not like things are bad per se. They're just not as bad as we thought maybe. And people will be like, oh my God, yes, buy all the risk assets. And you have to think about crypto as this. Some of you have looked at this since you've gotten into crypto and said, why did we just get crushed as hard as we did? Why did we just get crushed as hard as we did? And I'm going to tell you right now. Yes. Yes. I said, said a year ago, the bottom was in yes to the day, to the day. Okay. But let me get back to my point. Let me back to my point. Okay. Why did we a crush as hard as we did? Think about it like this. The S and P 500 are the highest volatility stocks across all sectors that are generally the largest, not always, but usually they are. Okay. And the S and P is kind of the barometer for just like basic market moves and, and, and the most volatility too. But that doesn't mean the risk-on assets. The risk-on assets are the NASDAQ, are the NQ. Okay, let's take a look at the ES. You can see what the ES has done, essentially, since we called the top in November, which, by the way, we did call the top in November. This is what's happened in the S&P. This is what's happened in the NASDAQ. Okay? The NASDAQ is the most risk-on of assets for the standard market. That is Google. That is Facebook. That is or whatever the fuck, Meta, Apple, Microsoft, whatever it is, whatever it is. Okay. And so why is crypto getting hammered the way that it is? Well, because the NASDAQ is going to be encapsulated by the largest moving risk on assets. That's the NQ. Okay. And there's crossover apps between the NASDAQ and the S and P. And when they get hammered, they get hammered really, really hard. But like, you know, Tech IPOs and all the shit that you people hear people talking about, like that's what's contained in the NASDAQ. And they have crazy moves, and people who play in that area have to be very good or they become very broke. Okay. So that is, I'm trying to set up what the the, uh, the ES and the NQ or the NASDAQ and the SP or SP and the NASDAQ are for you. And the way that you should think about crypto is it's like the Nasdaq on fucking steroids, on crack. Okay? On crack. So you go, well, Jared, the Nasdaq's not down 60% from highs or 70% from highs. Yeah, it's not. But their returns aren't as good as ours either. So you have to look at this as crypto, probably for our lifetimes, guys. (laughs) Okay, I'm older than most of you. Crypto for our lifetimes is going to go up the most when things are great and they're going to get absolutely destroyed when things are bad because it is the quintessential top 5% mover and top 5% loser when those high level volatility market events occur. But if you know that, you can change your own trading rules, right? If you know that, things start to get bad, move to cash. Yeah, you might miss some short-term plays. You might miss APE uh, because the APE token came out after the top was in or you might miss a couple other things, but who gives a shit? You should have done well enough that you can miss a few moves and just be ready for the next one, and that's quite frankly what I've been doing. It's like, yeah, you know what? I know that my friends have made some for some nice plays sitting at their computer 14, 16 hours a day. Um, I'm okay with that because I'm gonna hit the main moves, and that's what I'm trying to do now. So I'm ratcheting up. I'm starting to think, yeah, this could be the bottom. It's literally a year ago to the day. And if you're thinking, well, why is that? Like, why, why does that matter? I'll tell you why. Because selling May and go away is real, all right? Sell in May and go away is real because major market managers, money managers, market makers, they go on vacation for the summer, guys. They do. Their kids are out of school. They're going to the Hamptons or Maldives or, you know, fucking Ibiza if you're in the UK. They're on vacation and they're coming back. School starts in two weeks, guys. Like my son's private school starts August like 4th or whatever it is. Uh, First, Christ. I think it's actually the end of that week. But so it's like the Thursday, the 4th, August 4th. People are coming back. They're getting loaded up again. And Brian just made a great point in the comments. I was getting there too, but I kind of got wandered in my own thoughts. Why did we sell off compared to last year? It's not like things weren't this bad last year. You're 100% right. And yeah, I would say that Luna and Celsius and BlockFi and all that stuff made our sell-off that much worse. But Esther, what's up? So I would say that there's a, a pretty good explanation as to why things got mu- that much worse this year. Not to mention things macroeconomically are that worse, right? Like think about the housing market last year. The housing market last year was booming. The housing market's getting fucking crushed right now. Because mortgage rates are going up. People don't want to buy houses. It's going to to continue to happen that way. Uh, Long live Sima said, bull for the next month. Highs of quarter, then down again in fall. I think it's possible. I think it's possible you could see. I think it's very possible that you see a mini bull run between now and election day. That'd be the first week of November in the U.S. And then it falls off. So like a good Q3 into Q4. And then we have a, a tough end of the year. Is what I honestly think could, should, will happen. Um, so, yeah. Brian has Brian and I share similar uh, similar sentimentality where we're we're usually a little bit more bullish than everybody else. <laughs> Zed Banana says. Ah, uh, yo, yo, shit. I don't even know what I said. Zed said, we run all the way to the midterms. Chimp is right. 150K, here we come. No, I don't think that. Chip, look, Chimp is an idiot. Obviously, he does well and he bullposts his face off. Um, but, you know, I don't think so. Dana, what's up, brother? Yo, yo, says, could you please repeat the last minutes? I had to watch your advertisements on your Twitch channel. Just for the record. I do everything I can to try to disable those, but they don't let you anymore. So I really fuck those guys. I don't want them to uh, have that. But I'm glad you brought that up because, yo, yo, you were giving me a nice little segue. Now there's more people here. Uh, this is now going to be available as a podcast. So you're currently watching the live stream, but will be available as a podcast later today on every, every major streaming network. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon. It's on Audible. Uh, it's on Apple whatever. So we made it. We now have a a podcast. So essentially the moral of the story is uh, there's a lot of reasons to think that there is a top that's in. Yeah, man, we got the podcast. Let's roll (laughs) earlier. Let me delete this. I haven't looked at this in a while, but I know it to be true. We got a podcast. Here we go. I'll share the link. Hopefully you guys can also share the link and get some new people in here. You can see that we got into this area where we finally got a rejection on DXY. Finally got into an area where there was a rejection on DXY, which is what we need. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, the European Central Bank has their meeting um, on Wednesday. And all signs point to them raising their rates, right? Um, So they raise their rates. DXY will probably go down because DXY is just a basket of major currencies, including the euro. So we've been going, you know, melting faces on our way up because we've been crushing uh, the other central banks around the world. So if other banks start to raise their rates, it's going to improve their own currency um, and should help the decline, if you want to call it that way. Stocks climb, dollars ease as Fed hike view dialed back. All right, well, that's good. But you're going to see the euro rise in strength too, which should decrease the XY. Think about this as a channel, okay? You can see if you're watching versus listening on the podcast, we have from February of 22, March of 22, May of 22, all these bottoms on a trend. And if you clone that to the top side, we just ripped through a top and then got rejected off $109 and we're headed back down. You could see DXY back to $104, $105, maybe even lower than that. Maybe $103. Um, and you go, well, God, that still sucks. I mean, it does for sure. Uh, but it would provide that window for a nice little run. Provide that window for a nice little run. At the end of the day, we're still hanging out here at like new levels. And this was actually, this kind of makes sense. So if you go over here to the side and go back a long time ago, the previous high back in 2017 was 103. So if we got a breakdown or rejection from the highs back to one Oh three, that would be like the breakout retest of the previous high on the dollar. So I would, uh, I would definitely, um, Think that conditions are getting to the right place where we could sustain a move. We're exactly one year ago from the bottom. Exactly one year ago from the bottom. We got a double top failure. So resistance actually caved for a change on a high time frame. That's good. People are feeling better about what's happening with the Fed and that the, the tools are putting in place are going to have an effect. So all you need is like a little bit of a change, a little bit of a, a movement in the headwinds. And can we sustain a, a, a rally into November? Absolutely. absolutely. four months. How would you guys like non-dog shit conditions for four months? I will take it. I will take it. EPTC, just an absolute animal. The levels that we drew literally in April and May of 2021 were broken down and recovered. If you're looking at the screen, I'm drawing the box now, but I want you to see this because it's an impressive show of strength from Ethereum versus Bitcoin. Essentially, it got to range lows and immediately snapped back Back into the range. God bless. Could you please move? Ah. Sorry. On this episode of uh Jared's podcast, we watched him struggle with how to use Trading View. Alright, there we go. I found it. You got back. So we had these lows written in at 10 or 0.055 as the range low. In fact, we even said when this was happening in this, Jared versus technology round one. Um, If we saw when we saw this back in November of 21 and we said, yeah, we had this range high breakout, but as with all the rules we've ever talked about, if you get a breakout attempt that fails in a defined range and you come back and test the other side, or if you come back and fall back into the range, you're going to test the other side and look what we did. We came back in and test the other side. Let me reallocate. <laughs> Coin chart, <laughs> old man screams at computer. That's right. We tested 0.08 ETH BTC. We failed the range high back into the range. The range high breakout, we failed. When that happens, look at any chart you want. If you get a range high breakout attempt and that breakout attempt fails, not only do you re-enter the range, you usually test the other side of the range. And here's my good news for you folks. We just did the exact same thing on the other side. We tested a breakdown at 0.055 and it snapped back into the range. We're already halfway there to the range high again. So I think it is very... Very possible, you're going to see 0.07 ETH BTC like fucking soon, soon. Because these rules on high time frames are rarely broken, guys. Look at any any high time frame chart you like. I don't care if it's equities, crypto, whatever it may be. When you see a high time frame established resistance. Breakout attempt that fails It will go And test support on the other side Go look I promise you It's true At least enough for me to count on it Over 90 something percent of the time Right So I love what I'm seeing here There's a ton of sti- a ton of shit That looks really good right now Like really really good Solana is not one of those things. So let's talk about Solana real quick. Solana is not one of those things. I did buy some Solana today. I did buy Solana today because it is the biggest laggard in this whole move. And Solana usually leads it. Solana usually leads the move. So there's either something going on with Solana or, or um, you know, Sam hasn't turned on the bids yet. Evicted, what's up? If we get this breakout of 42 on Solana, if we get this breakout of 42, I almost, almost guarantee like 58 to 60. Okay? So I told you I bought some. It is at resistance, but it's the resistance that Ethereum almost already broke through. Okay? It's the same thing. If I were to overlay these, you would see that this already broke out on Ethereum so it has the potential upside of a 50% move I think that's worth a punt I did not go huge I did not go huge but it seems to me that it will be a crowded play because it has not moved probably very conservatively 53 but I would expect a wick to 58, 60 to be very possible. Maybe 62, 63, a 50% move in Solana. And you can see right here, we're back at the 50 day moving average for Soleth. Soleth. uh So we would like to see that hold. If that starts to break down, that's your cue. If this starts breaking down further, get out. As with every alt decision you guys ever make, you have to look at the dominant trading pairs chart. Okay? Must. Every time. But I think it looks pretty damn good. Adam lagging. AVAX doing better. AVAX doing better. I think it's probably worth a pun on AVAX as well. I also saw, because I'm still in the AVAX room with like uh, most of the team. Uh, they just announced... Uh, somebody is coming to one of the AVAX subnets to build some pretty cool like gaming systems on Avalanche that's, that's big news and you're seeing it kind of reflected here uh, I guess that news kind of came out earlier but I mean they, they had a nice run so I think blue chips are doing better I mean ETH BTC just kind of drifting up here, you love to see it you love to see it and yeah, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility we see a range high move So in summary, dollar hit its range high. Bitcoin trying to break out of the double top failure. Hasn't done it yet. Ethereum has. ETH BTC looks very healthy. ETH BTC looks very healthy. And we have nine days, eight and a half days on the calendar, six and a half days of trading between now and the next Fed discussion which are the right sorts of conditions for us to get a move that we can all make some money on. So do with that what you will. What do you guys have for me? What questions do you have? Keep in mind, this is now the Plus Expected Value podcast with Jared Phillips on Spotify, on Apple, on Audible, whatever it is. Um, if you have something that you think would be beneficial for listeners at large, let me know. I had a question about Ape, how do you feel about Ape Perps and spot closing? Oh, I coming down too. Thinking about bidding five point three to five point five zone. Only problem is BTC is so close to its four hour two hundred EMA at twenty one point eight. I don't know if Ape falls that low. Low time frame oscillator still hot. Yeah, it's hard for me to not think that Ape doesn't just like play. The volatility game both ways because people know about it. The the worst thing or the best thing about uh about board Apes is that people have like brand recognition for it, right? Like people know what it is, people have heard about it one way or another. So it's probably going to at some point have a rotation into it. I don't think it's a terrible idea, what you just described. You have this area here at 421 as the bottom. Where if you can get close to that 510 zone, or even the top of the previous wicks, which is that like 530 to 550 area, I think it's worth a punt because people know it, and this is its own little, low little, little trend. You saw the bottom put in about 311, double top high, and this is a higher low here, and we got to break out into a higher high. So you have some productive moves on APE. It's probably one of those things that you could play pretty easily, just like. Lido. I mean, Lido literally was the the play, easiest play of the past week. It's so pumped now I wouldn't screw with it, but I mean Lido literally went from God, what was the low? 30, 45 cents and it ripped up to a excuse me, $1.90. Um so Lido, a pretty good option as well. DBase says, a surprise Juno's been hanging out at three for so long. I've been stacking still. What's your opinion? My opinion is unchanged. My opinion is uh, Juno is extraordinarily undervalued. Um, every day I look at the announcements and the new developers who are coming to Juno and it's building time for them. I've been talking to Highlander a little bit um, and we're going to put together like a, a dashboard or something that will make it easier for normies to get into Juno and kind of... Um, kind of uh, operate across the Cosmos a little bit easier. At least I'm going to throw out an idea that hopefully he can bring to people at large and go, hey, this is a good idea. Um, That it hopefully could be helpful for people just joining uh, the Cosmos. But every time I look at the Cosmos as a whole, I get excited. Um, And Juno has done a great job recruiting new talent. Uh, Do we have a new PT after September? I think what you're saying is the halving. There's a halving uh, at the end of September. So essentially the emissions for September are going to be cut in half uh, October 1st. I think I had it in here somewhere. Hold on. I got to open a new screen. Make sure I have it. Juno, you know, where are you? There we go. Juno halvings in 74 days on October 1st. So that means that their emissions are going to be cut in half, which means there'll be less Juno in the system, which probably means price goes up. If... <laughs> so this it's based on the block. So uh, Camel sent this to me, that this is the projected time based on the block. That it will have Unless something changed uh, That I'm unaware of But regardless Whether it's October 1st Or 10th Or whatever it may be The emissions Like what we get On APR right now For staking Is going to be cut in half And that's very good That means that people Will be getting Less Juno daily Means they'll be Selling less daily You'll immediately see Sell pressure go down There'll be less Floating Juno In the system And so if I were a betting man, I would say that the best time to acquire Juno is over the next 74 days, 16 hours, and 21 minutes because it will become more scarce at that moment. Won't that also mean less reason to stake? If you're only staking for the APR, if that's the only reason why you're staking, then yeah, but uh, if you're that naive, you were going to sell anyway. So who cares? That's not how I understand why you say that, uh, Dan, but that's not how I would interpret that because it's going to be cut in half, which means that the more you stake, you can still get pretty good rewards, but um, that's right. There's airdrops coming as well. And so what you really are interested in, if Juno is doing what what I just said they're doing, which is attracting talent to build. Um, the value is going to shift from the APR as the reason to be staking to airdrops of the projects that have been attracted to Juno. So think of it that way instead of how you're thinking of it. That would be my suggestion. Good question, though. We have some airdrops coming up. I'll post them in Discord when they happen. Awesome. CS Sully. Hey, oh, how are you? Just kind of wrap it up here. So I think this is all pretty clear. I would also point out our handy dandy Bitcoin over the SPX chart. Also trying to break out, which is what you love to see. And look at Ethereum versus the SPX it already has. So, you know, well, Jared, that's not surprising. They're both, they broke both broken out over, um, you know, where you would have expected that to happen. They broke it over the res- resistance. That's true. That is true. But remember, Ethereum over SPX when they made their new high made a higher high. Bitcoin did not, and that was in retrospect the biggest sign that we should have been short selling the balls off Bitcoin was when it was underperforming the S and P. Hold the Moon Lambo said, good morning. I haven't been hearing much about airdrops lately. Need to check if I missed any since Raw. Yeah, and that link uh, for all the airdrops I have in the Discord, and I'll repost it again. Uh, let me see if I can pull this off screen. Uh, airdrops, here we go. I'm posting it now. Probably the most comprehensive that I've seen, uh, but... You know, there may be others. It gives you pretty much everything you need to look for airdrops. I don't know if there have been either. I don't know. I know that I'm earning sats now for my Nomics that I've been staking for like, you know, seven months. That's a win. That is a big time win. Starting to see Solana start to slip away. Not shocking. All right, guys. Um, What else do you want to talk about? I got a few minutes left here and then I got to run. any other questions? Any other burning questions you want to sort through? <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I'll edit that out in post. <laughs> I couldn't even get to my mute button in time. It's my bad. My bad. Yeah, Dastar, it's good to be back. Like I said, I'm gonna commit to Mondays as my thing. Um, looks like SPX is gonna go try to close that gap. You know what, Simba? I think the retraces are gonna happen. You're already kind of seeing it. Um, but I like. Look, there's. This is the most productive. The most productive set of circumstances we've had in a long time. It's the most productive set of circumstances a set of circumstances we've had in a long time. Uh, so we should just be happy about that while we have it. Otherwise, though, folks. Great seeing you all again. Great talking to you all again. Remember, podcast now available. Spotify. Um, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon, on Google. I didn't know Google had one. Apparently they do. Uh, But yeah, I set up like at 10 different places. So I'm literally going to take this. I'm going to uh, convert it to audio only and push it out. So this will be uh, the first planned audio podcast. I appreciate you all popping along. Let me get my, uh, my handy dandy countdown here. Pause my music. There we go. Pause that one there. Boom. And we got one minute left. One minute. If anybody has anything, hit me up. Five to four to Good to see you, Coin Shark. Simba, good to see you. Einstein, long live Simba. Barrett, Zed, good to see you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you popping in. Let's do this again sometime soon. Be smart about this, man. Be the second mouse. That's what I'll say to you. Be the second mouse. Look for the smart play. You don't need to rush in head first. When next? Next Monday. See you guys.